we've all had those conversations. You know, the ones in the car trip on the way home from the movies, catching up at the local cafe after an awesome weekend, or an even crazier week at work. Those conversations run laps in our heads, well after the coffee cup's empty and everyone's back home. But not everyone gets to be involved in those moments. Not everyone shares in the banter. So this podcast aims to capture some of those discussions, let you share in the chat, and hopefully provoke some extra thoughts along the way. We'll debrief some of the happenings in our lives, bounce around newfound theories, or even just discuss what awesome lessons God's been teaching us recently. So tune in, make yourself comfy, and let's chat. <laughs> it's all gone. We will record and keep everything. Yeah, I don't know what it is about it. It's uh, it just really... It's it's therapeutic. Fun. Yeah, it is, absolutely. Yeah. I, I know it gets real good before the we go. We'll work something. It's great! <laughs> G'day, and welcome to part two of our chat with the Foundry. Those boys are still on fire talking through some Old Testament genealogy and different verses that are blowing their mind. So, without further ado... Yeah, I mean, you're a good one for research projects. What was the the last big theological rabbit hole you ran down? (laughs) Dude, Bart left the foundry, so... That's not, a, that's, that's not a theological rabbit hole. I mean, he is a theological rabbit, but... Yeah, I just don't have anyone to run down the rabbit hole with anymore. <laughs> well, no, that's not true. Nandy likes talking about stuff. So. Um, I'm trying to think. Have you, have you come across anything recently? Uh... I was kind of just hoping you'd supply <laughs> right. I, just, I just did the classic, like, an- answer the question. Yeah, who brought question. the parrot? Stop Quit <laughs> asking me the questions again, man. Um, yeah. Oh, how does your own medicine taste, mate? Oh, sweet. <laughs> <laughs> Delicious. Yeah. I've, I've quite enjoyed... Um, I just love Romans in general. And so just seeing all the passages so a lot of the psalms are, are quoted frequently when when Paul's kind of going back to his rhetorical questions and going oh well, then should we rid ourselves of the law or are the Jews any better off or you know just trying to clarify that this is a perspective and an argument that people have been coming up with before Jesus was around like Jesus isn't the reason you can the confusion isn't caused by Jesus. Like people having difficulty comprehending Christ, that's not that's not anything new. Like people were having difficulty comprehending God before, um, and so it's really helpful to know that like God is consistent. So the kind of theology behind like finding out exactly how immutable God is and His yeah. Word is, and how consistent He's been, um, yeah. and that Jesus is just like purely that extension of God's consistency in his promises. That's it's been really, really cool. And that's pretty much the book of Romans. Like, his argument yeah. is constructed around that. Yeah. This isn't probably exactly what you're looking for, but the other day... Well, actually, after you left Cafe Nui after, um, before church, Kenny and I were chilling and just kind of got on this tangent about, like, looking up the history of the nation of Israel before Jesus came. Um, yeah, and just, like, kind of looking into the time of exile mm. and, like, what exactly was happening during that time and, like, it splitting into 
to Israel on the north and like Judah in the south mm. and like Jerusalem becoming kind of the capital of the southern part um, and just just really learning a lot of new things that I hadn't ever dove into myself. What would be like a couple of really key things that you think stuck out? So I think for me, I, like as I was reading Isaiah, I, I think this is what it came from. Like God will talk specifically to Israel and then he'll also talk to Jacob and then he'll also talk to Judah and he'll also talk to like Ephraim. And so I was just kind of thinking about like, why does God have all these different names for his people? And was just exploring, you know, how like, like Jacob's obviously name started as Jacob, but then after he wrestled with God, it was changed to Israel. And so there's times when he uses Israel and Jacob, but he's actually like referring to the same group of people. Yep. Um, and then if he's referring to a specific tribe, a lot of times it's just referring to that tribe. Um, but honestly, I, I didn't get very far. I probably got more confusion. I, I came out with more questions than answers. <laughs> probably. Do you guys know much about that kind of stuff? Nope. Not a really. lot, honestly. Mark was schooling me on it a bit at our, when we were doing our community team. But um, I remember about as much as you just said, so. Yeah. That's interesting stuff, though, because if God is uh, directing his message towards a specific name or a specific group of people, then there's clearly and importance in context to that, right? Yeah. And just think about how, like, the 12 tribes of Israel, like, we think about that, and we're like, oh, you know, did it start with, like, the nation, and then it was split into 12 tribes. But it was more like Jacob. His name was changed to Israel. And then he had 12 sons. Yeah. And yeah. Those, that's actually where the 12 tribes came from, which I, I often just forget that. Like, these yeah. are were actual people. Yeah. That we're going to... Some of whom we're gonna like spend eternity with in heaven. Yeah, that's wild. Well. <laughs> yeah, I know. that's true. That's it is cool. Yeah, my sister actually once met um, a couple of people from like a particular sect that like try and maintain that the twelve tribes of Israel are like a more cemented remnant. You know, there's the theological kind of yeah dissonance between people that necessarily think that Israel's a distinct state or that it's still a nation and Gentiles are ex- um, included outside of that or that the new Israel's like brought into everyone like spiritual Israel or physical Israel yeah yeah um, and these people like adhere to the concept of the 12 tribes and like try and follow lineage and stuff like that um, she was telling me it's real interesting because obviously they're, they're then applying Old Testament law in a lot of ways yeah around like foods, that sort of stuff. Um, and I just think that kind of layering in the history of Israel is actually makes for a better appreciation of the Old Testament. Because like you said, um, about context, mm. like how it's really important when you've got God talking to different tribes. It's like, well, how did we get here? Yeah. What what have the what have the twelve sons been doing? To, to demand this particular instruction from God or, or the response. You know? Yeah. You know what I think is 
just just this this small thing that's that's beautiful is that um, like Jesus descended through the tribe of Judah, right? At, yeah. at the beginning of some of the Gospels, it will count that. And Judah was the son of one of uh, was the son of um, what's her name? The the wife that. Like Jacob, thought, yeah, that Jacob didn't didn't, didn't love. love. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think there's like there's just something oh, awesome yeah. about that. And cool. you know, you read the story going, oh well, I mean, Joseph's Joseph's the guy here, right? And yeah, yeah he's he's the prophet in the story, but Judah is the one from whom the nation came. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Uh, like the lineage. Yeah, I feel like Genesis is full of that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like, the person you, you don't expect. Well, I mean, really, really the whole Bible or like, like yeah. just or the history of the universe. But yeah. mainly in Genesis. It's it's so comforting to, to read through and it was like, oh yeah, these these very broken people are the ones we used. Good. Because I'm I'm very broken too. So everyone mm-hmm. loves an underdog. Even God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> One point. Hey. Yeah. Yeah, because that was great. That's like at the start of Matthew when it steps through the genealogy of Jesus Christ, son of David, son of Abraham, and then it just says, "Who was the father of who?" And you go, "Holy moly!" Fourteen generations labeled from Abraham to David. All yeah, it's just a clear line, clear path, in line with both what was prophesied and just what God promised. Yeah, essentially the same thing. But yeah, it's just really. Yeah, and, and, profound. and even in that story, it was, it was Reuben that made this half-hearted attempt to, like, save Joseph. It's like, Judah was all in on the selling his brother into slavery, yet God used that. Which, for, which chapter is this in? Were you looking at it? Oh, man. Uh... I, I don't actually have it. I just I've just got the I just have the map up. But I'm just like oh, okay. I, I just went through Genesis recently, but I'm so rubbish at remembering where anything is. Yeah. I'll have to go back and read it. Read that. It's pretty cool. Yeah. It's, How often does that happen though? Like you just can't retain all the information that goes on. Yeah. And then someone mentions something, and you go, "Oh my goodness!" It's it's why you have to constantly be in the word. Yeah. Yeah. It would be pretty cool to go back and kind of trace the lineage of Jesus and look into the s- stories, like what's told about each specific person, kind of list out like their character traits, like how they fell, yeah. what sins they fell into. Because like really, like Ab- Abraham was an idol worshiper before he was chosen by God. Like mm. Noah, you know, obviously like got drunk after he got off the boat. Um, I mean, pretty much everyone from the line of Adam all the way to Jesus is going to be tainted with sin. And it kind of just gives us hope. Like, David was oh, a man yeah. after God's own heart, but he but fell into still, some serious wow. sins. Yeah. Adultera, murderer, yeah. It just kind of gives us hope. Like, we can be offspring of Abraham as well, just by faith. Yeah, yeah. Back to the sermon. Yeah. Good tie-in. Um... Yeah, because I think the really interesting thing about that is if you're going through some of the Gospels and you have the lineage at the beginning, most people mm. be like, don't worry about that. 
that doesn't matter. Yeah. But it's like, A, it's tied into the prophecies, but B, these are people you can read about in the Old Testament, yeah. and it's just very interesting to be like, hey, this is connected directly to the lineage that would lead to the Messiah. So, yeah. that's important. Yeah, I'm just, um, in Genesis 49, it's where Jacob blesses his sons, and like he runs through a description of every single tribe of Israel, essentially. Yeah. yeah. That's like, man, there's another really cool avenue to just be like, oh, wow. So, yeah, Jacob called his sons and said, gather yourselves together that I might tell you what shall happen to you in days to come. <laughs> It'd be so awesome to just track that. He talks about what's going to happen to Reuben, Simeon and Levi, just the nature of them as well. Not just what will happen, but like how they'll go about things. And so, man. Mm. What does it say about Judah? Judah, your brothers shall praise you. Your hand shall be on the neck of your enemies. Your father's sons shall bow down before you. Judah is a lion's cub. From the prey, my Whoa. son, you have gone up. He stooped down. He crouched as a lion and as a lioness. Who dares rouse him? The scepter shall not part from Judah, nor the ruler's staff from between his feet, until tribute comes to him. And to him <laughs> shall be the obedience of the people. Wow. So messianic. That's pretty cool. Uh, <laughs> like the line of Judah, Jesus being the lamb. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. You see, that just wouldn't, like, what's so funny to me is that for, so, for a long time, like, people would have read that without knowing Jesus or hearing stories about Jesus the way we do. And uh, people just wouldn't have had the same, like, idea of what this Messiah is, or who this Messiah is, yeah. through just reading the Torah. Like, we're just honestly so lucky, so blessed to be living in this, in this age. It's unbelievable. Let's see it. Like, <clears throat> I think to, in Mark, um, yeah, it's chapter 8, when Jesus is talking the Pharisees and then they're trying to entrap him again and ask him for a sign and he's like truly I tell you like your generation should not receive one but the irony is like their generation is going to receive they're going to witness the crucifixion and um, resurrection of Christ like the biggest sign (laughs) there is Um, and the idea that you know even the Torah is a sign of God's faithfulness and providence and just consistency and, and control it's like just like in Romans where it says you know all of creation has testified that God is God and that is the sign like yeah we're lucky now because we can see all of it and I sometimes think oh there's so many examples in our life as well in, in creation in the blessings that we receive as long as we're aware that they're provided by God yeah that idea that just and and the very, the very beginning of all of that was Abraham, and like the beginning of it was when he promised that Abraham and Sarah would have a son. When yeah, he was so old. So even like the the beginning was an obvious like this is God's provision. He's providing. He's promised it, and He's going to provide for us. And like literally every step of the way since then, 
has been God providing and it's people enjoying the blessings that God's granted them, but it's never them earning it. It's never them like doing it themselves. And like he, he's almost like intentionally set it up so that people can't take credit <laughs> for stuff like like, <laughs> like the moment I start trying to take credit for like my gifts, like things just go downhill because you know, then sin begins growing more and more and just gets ugly. That's an, that, so that's an interesting thing and this is gonna like, did you have something to say like on that? Cause I'm, I'm no, taking no, a let's, turn. Let's, let's ride the tangent. <laughs> but choo choo, I'm on board. Let's the spirit, go. The spirit tangent. It's, some, it's a, something for, for me that's, that's really, you know, I kind of struggle with. Is that something that I, when I'm like really in the zone with worship, um, I just feel like really led by the spirit to, to be an encourager to people, to build them up and say, this is your gift. This is, this is what you're good at. This, like, you know, I want to speak into you and build you up. Right. And so often like Christians will respond, oh no, 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 that's, that's not me. That's God. And it's like, yeah. Yeah, but <laughs> but stop talking yourself down. Also, like, what do you what do you think of that? What do, what do you think of the, the sort of response to that? When like, yeah, because I, I constantly feel like speaking into people to to build them up in confidence with Christ, right? But they want to just break themselves down, Dude, because they feel like it's the right thing. I'll be honest. If anyone compliments me, I have false humility locked and loaded. <laughs> like, honestly. Oh yeah, just I suck at taking compliments, and it's not even from a, a good Christ-centered, humble place. It's just from the fact that oh well, I just don't want to seem like I got a big head, so I'm just not going to accept that nice thing yeah. that's me. Oh yeah, people just can't take compliments. Yeah, I think yeah, it's it's interesting. Yeah. Um, I think I read something recently about <clears throat> complimenting the work God's done in them actually kind of almost beats them to that response. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, ah. and that idea that it also brings God into the, to the frame sooner. Um, and just that everyone's both aware of the source yeah. of the blessing. Yeah. So kind of like the next step has to be, all right, well, what are we going to do with it? I mean, they can't cut down that. They can't. No, because it's, the, it's the truth. Exactly. Yeah. 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 It's like, yeah. God has been working great things in your life, man. I can see God working through you. I mean, they, their, their reaction can't be, it's like, oh, no, he's, no, 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 Two people, y'all. Three people or more, all y'all. How did you get that? That's awesome. Dude, I got in Nashville. Um, I'm so great. As you should be, of course. Good old Nashville. Speak like the local. But yeah, um, see, a friend of mine at the 21st, literally, like, the speech was revolving around, you know, the speeches usually revolve around how nice the person is, how great they are. It's like... Awesome, let's just flatter this person for 45 minutes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the whole speech about the person whose birthday it was it was just about what God's done in their lives and that just is the gifts awesome. that have been bestowed and, and how well they've been stewarded. So it was like, it was still perfect because it, 
it glorified God, but also recognized that um, God's done amazing things through this person that we'd yeah. come to celebrate. And it was like, wow. And I, I think that's probably the best I've seen it done. Like, yeah. It was I really think, powerful. I, I think just like, hey, you've been obedient and respond, like responsive to that. Um, and that's good. Yeah. I suppose. Yeah. Like, yeah. Because that's, that's another thing that we can be really encouraging. And I, I definitely don't do it. I often recognize it in my head later on and go, oh, wow, that person's like super on fire or they're doing really great work. I just never tell them. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, wouldn't it be cool if we both kept, kept it Christ-centered, acknowledged the gift giver, but also encouraged the person who's equipped to use it to, yeah. to, to go out and actually yeah, continue that, using it. That's something that I've been convicted about since... We did a talk on James 3 a couple weeks ago, like, taming the tongue, and how, like, the purpose of our tongues, our mouths, is to build up those around us. Mm-hmm. So, the, really, the point of it is to, like, encourage people and point them back to truth, whereas we often use it to tear people down. Like, we do the opposite of what it's intended for. And so, like... Like, if we're doing the opposite of what it's intended for, the, like, the next step isn't just to stop talking, but instead it's to start, it's to use our words to build people up and encourage them. Yeah. But that's probably the step that I miss a lot of times, is going from, like, not saying anything to, like, actually saying things that are help, helpful and encouraging. Yeah, it's actually, yeah. it's the concept behind repenting as well. Repenting isn't just not seeing, sinning, it's that 90, like, 180 degree turn. Um, like yeah, the, like the about turn. Yeah, so like that military it, turn. It's not just turning around and then standing there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it's like you gotta start moving. Yeah. yeah. Maybe what are you cooking? It's a it's a it's chicken cashew stir fry. Yeah, right. Because it's scrape city back there, dude. I'm yeah. just... Dude, I feel bad for our listeners this week. They're gonna have to deal with so much I mean, our listeners are just like us. They're gonna have to listen to us. Sorry, mom. Yes. Sorry, me later in the future. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. Well, we'll leave a bit of um, blank silence and it picks up the background of the sizzling and then we'll equalize it. Wait, really? Is that a thing? Wow. Is Kate Hall a magician? Uh, garage band is. <laughs> there it is. When, when Kettle's at the wheel, yeah. It's pretty, I mean, pretty good. I, yeah. I mean, I, I did know that was a thing. I just didn't realize it was that kind of production that you yeah. were putting on, man. High quality <laughs> stuff here. Well, I mean, it, it wasn't until I outsourced production. <laughs> yeah. now, now that it happened. There you it's, go. It's perfect. Yeah. No, I think that's awesome. Thanks for um, putting your heads together and coming up with some some radical biblical thoughts there. Really appreciate it. Um, yeah, that, we kind of just went off script the whole time. Like, yeah, I mean, know. yeah. But, I mean, we've all had those conversations. Yeah. Oh, we're right? definitely not going to tell anyone that I sent you. On the way home from the movies. All right, guys. All right. <laughs> yeah, we're definitely not going to tell anyone I sent you guys a list of questions that we didn't ask once. So. Oh, at all. That's all right. Yeah. But and not let them know that I was supposed to be here in the beginning, didn't, and then walked in halfway and got and stuck it into a two minute yeah. testimony. And guys. didn't realize what I was walking myself into right there. You well, know? I mean, I was kind of joking about the testimony thing. Yeah. 
Well, I saw Dude, everyone looking at me and laughing. I was like, am I about to get, walk into a joke here? Like, because they've heard my testimony before. And then I see uh, <laughs> our high quality production system all around. You yeah. Know, and then I, I go, mean, oh, then, the then you saw the happening. microphone. You, you walked into the soundproof booth. <laughs> and yes. yeah. it's just like, oh. This I was like, oh, this is Unfortunately, now you decided to cook as in chicken stepper in the booth. soundproof booth. They I don't even know how we got a stove in here. Coincidentally enough, it's just. They just work well, both things yeah. at the same time. That is true. It's the soundtrack to life, the sizzling of, of food. I mean, it smells freaking good. Oh, yeah. man. I know you hearers oh, out there in the cyber world can relate so much right now. Yeah, well, man, I wish you guys could smell this. Gosh. It does smell good. I wish you guys could just see Simon. He's just good looking right now. He's glowing. He is beautiful. He's a beautiful man. For those of you that don't get to see him, I feel so sorry. Stop this. We've segued nicely from that, you know, how hard it is to take compliments to making someone really uncomfortable with a barrage of them. But anyway, um, I'm probably going to end it there. Thanks, boys. Really appreciate it. Yeah, we've cheers. all had those conversations. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Now I just need some silence so we can um, have the equalizing. I haven't really got a link to the feed. I was like, do you, do you think you got enough for like a full podcast? I think I'm splitting it into three. <laughs> well, I don't want to go for longer than, I don't know, people can listen. Like, so. like 15 minutes? Oh no, we've got to go longer than I mean, that. technically people could listen for as long as they're awake. Yeah, but I, one piece of feedback I have received is it's a little long. When it really? hits 40 minutes, yeah, which dude. I thought was 30 minutes is average. Because yeah, I, would I, say, I would say I, I was 20 like, oh, minutes is perfect. Yeah, 25 I like. I, I don't know, because I'm used to like listening to hour-long podcasts. I'm like, oh, oh it's yeah, over yeah. already? Mm-hmm. Where's the next one? Yeah, where is the next one now? Well, potentially we've got three in one. I like yeah, it. I could, uh, I could plug another podcast. Three 20-minute ones, that's great. Yeah, sorry? Uh, are you still recording this? Yeah. Oh, so for for all you listeners out there, if you want a similar kind of podcast, just a little bit higher quality, it's called. <laughs> whoa, whoa. Wow! I mean, Shots immediately. I can't speak currently because I'm trying to dig a knife out of my back collar. <laughs> did I did I say higher? I meant lower quality. No, no, no you yeah. heard it. Is it from those guys that Damien recommended? No, Ed it's too brute. It's called Theology in the Raw. Oh. By Preston oh. Sprinkle. Is his last name Sprinkle? Yeah. Dude, so, so it's cool. so solid. I've spent a lot of hours listening to that podcast. Yeah. His, uh, the goal is to, um, he just like fields a bunch of questions from his supporters and uh, just sits on his couch and answers them without prepping before. So it's actually kind of similar to this. Huh. Without prepping before, that's yeah. the opposite of this. Wait, really? <laughs> so far, was that supposed to press it? No, but um, yeah, he he went to seminary and studied, knows Greek, and is a pastor and yes. and, and all that stuff. So he like, knows he, Greek. He's kind of able to answer nice. the questions pretty well, even without prepping. Did it? He pretty rushes it. We'll get around that. So there you have it, the conclusion of our mammoth chat with the boys from the foundry. If you missed part one, don't worry. You can still check it out. Search for Let's Chat wherever you get your podcasts because it's definitely worth listening to. That's all from me. Until next time, thanks for chatting.